I'm sure you all recall last year what Christmas was like. It was like being in a, a globe that was being shaken. We had so much snow, the storm was incredible. And this year is so much better. <laughs> and I have been praying hard that snow will just be eliminated permanently. That if people want snow, they can buy a globe and they can shake it. But we don't need to inflict it upon the rest of us. And then I've come to learn that there's other people who are praying the exact opposite. People who are praying for a great deal of snow, who want to go skiing, build snowmen, snow angels, snowball fights. And how does God decide who he's going to listen to? And as I've been reflecting on this year of 2023, the Ukraines and the Russians. The Russians are praying that they can smite the Ukrainians, just get rid of them altogether, whatever it takes. And the Ukrainians are praying for the same thing. God is stuck in the middle. And how does he answer either of their prayers? And certainly in our own holy land. Siblings. The Israelites fighting their brothers and sisters. Instigated, of course, by a demonic force. It just encourages and flames it. Both are praying that the other will be eliminated. And God is supposed to hear their prayer. Who does he listen to? There's small prayers, mundane prayers, and there's important prayers and large prayers. There's prayers that we think are insignificant, and there's prayers that seem like they're life and death. God has to sort through all of that. So tonight, I think I would just like to offer us reflection on thinking about, you know, can we look at things from God's point of view for, for maybe just a couple minutes? Because most of the time we're thinking of life uh, according to our viewpoint what we want, how we want it, the way it should be, and why no one else will do it the way I tell them to do it. And all of a sudden now we're thrust into this beautiful holiday, which has a point and purpose, but of course has been hijacked and become consumeristic and showy in many ways, or nostalgic, but not really of substance. The trees will all be out on the street tomorrow or the next day. Maybe, maybe they'll make it through tomorrow, I don't know, but certainly the next day, right? It would just be over with it and then back to our normal routine of whatever our routine is. And we've been reflecting through the whole Lenten or Adventan season about God hearing his people. But God sees our, our trouble, our affliction, our confusion. He sees, on the one hand, the selfishness of, I don't know, people who run for presidency in the most affluent country that act like two-year-olds, bullies on a playground, both of them. Well, not just the two, but, I mean, all of them. But God created us with intellect and will. 
we're made in his image and likeness, and this is what we stoop to. And of course, then, these things become the things that we just mentioned regarding war. Because my dad is bigger than your dad, and, and your dad has more what, whatever, bats, baseball bats, guns, ammunition, dynamite, than my dad. And my dad has more people with tanks than your dad. And this is how it all plays out. If Jesus is going to make a difference at all, it's going to be through people like our patroness. So just think, think of the, the two, you know, that are in the political world right now from our country. Just, you know, the two. And compare them to our patroness. Mary comes from nowhere. I mean, Nazareth isn't even mentioned in the Old Testament. It is so small. It's God has come from nowhere. Born in Bethlehem, the city of bread, the house of bread, in a feeding trough of a virgin who can't even afford to get a place in the inn, not only because of their resources, but because of what we just heard from the gospel, the, the census being taken and the city is flooded and they're a day late and a dollar short because they didn't take Delta. So compare her with the two that are supposed to be a, you know, the head of a, the world power. Which would you rather be? I mean, on the one hand, we certainly want to be that world power guy, right? Because he's got everything he wants. Pushes people around, if that's, if that's what we want. But that's really what we're thinking about tonight. What is it that we really want? What are our goals? What do we see being human is all about? Because that is, after all, what tonight is all about. What does it mean to, to truly be human? Jesus is going to show that to us as we continue to work through the scriptures and unfold the story. He's going to show us that you and I do not have to be slaves to what Adam and Eve have brought upon us and we've participated in. We don't have to be slaves to our clouded intellect, weak and will, and distorted passions. You can. That is an option. You can continue to do that. But now, because of this birth, there's a way out. There's a new door that has been available to us, so we can take door A or door B. We're not forced anymore. God isn't going to force us. The great gift of Christmas is free will, that he lays it all out there. He presents his only begotten son who will teach us how to live as his children, Christians. He'll reveal everything that we need to know He's not going to play games or try to trick us. It's all going to be laid out, just enough for those who want to know, but not enough for those who need an excuse as to why not to believe. So, as we go through our festivities, not only tonight you'll probably go to bed after this. Well, you'll probably have a drink and then go to bed. But tomorrow, to just contemplate you know, the two kind of images, the one of a great power 
that should be of great influence, and someone who is small, virginal, I mean, that image should just be, speak volumes to us. She's completely incapable of giving life. That's a virgin, completely incapable. And yet, for God, nothing is impossible. And all she does is expose herself to the working of the Holy Spirit, and great things happen. And someone who comes from nowhere all of a sudden becomes more influential, has more power than the alternative. So it's a great thought for us as we celebrate. God has heard the cry of his people. He's answered our prayers. Those of us who have wandered in darkness, we've seen a great light. And for that, we should give profound thanks.